Magabanin. And so we'd like to all my elf friends. I am Tani Tanuvial, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. And welcome this very wet, wet and wonderful Wednesday morning. And I believe it's like the 20th or 21st of January. Um, yes, January 20th, 2016. Here we are almost three weeks into the new year, and um, so welcome. This morning, I want to welcome especially all of the people who are coming to our training class, and that's uh, coming up, actually it just uh, started last night, and in case you are student, faculty, or staff here at UC Irvine, and you might be interested in becoming involved, you may still be able to do that. So the training is, I believe, eight weeks long, and I believe you're allowed to miss one, um, one class, which would have been last night. So you can... Um, Contact us at training at KUCI.org. And let's see if there's still a thing. Yes, the staff training <clears throat> starts on Tuesday, January 19th. So that was last night. And if you're interested and you just can't wait till next quarter, please send us a little missive, email missive at training at KUCI.org. And you may still be able to get involved. Again, that's uh, training is open to UCI students, faculty, and staff with a strong desire to be a part of the best radio station in Orange County. And we, one of the reasons that we are the best is because we don't play mainstream music here. And it's not because we don't like mainstream music. We love mainstream music. And we're very excited and thrilled for all of those musicians and songwriters and engineers and people who make music happen that have already made it big and are being played on the major airwaves. But we believe that there's a lot of good music and musicians and songwriters and singers out there that you may not know about yet. So that's what we do. We bring you the music you won't hear on the major airwaves and the public affairs talk shows that you won't necessarily hear on other public radio stations. So please check out our programming at KUCI.org. And we broadcast 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can always listen through our website if you're outside of our listening area. And you can also catch us through iTunes. So in case you have friends in far places who you'd love, who would love to hear your radio show, <laughs> they can, in fact, do that. And it's not that hard. So this is what would Arwen do? The show is. And this is where I ask if a Middle Earth elf lived today in modern times in Southern California, what would her life be like? So I think that if the elves were around today, they most certainly would be involved with KUCI. And so come and, come and play in our playground. And if you'd like to contact me, I would love to hear from you. You can send me a little message at askanelf at yahoo.com. 
And you can find podcasts and information about this show and all of our talk shows at KUCITalk.org or on our homepage at KUCI.org by going to Archives and then scroll down to Podcasts. So in case you might be tuning in for the very first time, I've been here for mm, a few years, you may be wondering what this is all about. And uh, I am a great lover of all things Middle Earth and being introduced to the world of Middle Earth through the movies and then falling in love also with the books and especially with all of the prehistory and, you know, the whole, I think it's 12, 13 volumes of the history of Middle Earth um, and the, Sil um, the Silmarillion. I love all that stuff because I'm kind of a research kind of elf anyway. And so I want to know what the backstory is. Um, <clears throat> but it has changed my life. And I've met some of the most amazing people and one of my dearest friends in the whole wide world who uh, was going to call in today. And in fact, she's more like family to me. I met through a Tolkien message board. That's Ro, the archeress of Escondido, now Ramona. And, um, but she is on the road this morning with the, her darling husband, the keeper of the fur children. And so safe journey, my friend, even though you are out of listening range, um, safe journey and there and safe journey back. And I'm pea green with envy that you might be going to see Star Wars on the big screen tonight. So yes, we elves do like things about space. <laughs> so today I wanted to talk to you about friendship. And I don't know if you've noticed, but right after Christmas is over, I believe it was like maybe the next day, definitely within that week, if you walked into any, um, you know, certain retail stores or the pharmacies or something, you may have noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, the greeting card rack had changed overnight practically. Well, probably it did turn <laughs> overnight from Christmas cards to Valentine cards. Yes, in the end of December, because that is the next kind of major hallmark type of holiday coming up. And I like to think of February as the month of love. January to me is the month of kind of reflection and thinking about, you know, the last year, where I am this year, what... What it looks like things are, does it look like things are changing? Are we kind of staying with the flow? And this year, I feel like a lot of changes in the air, which is, I, at this point, is kind of wonderful. And it's partly been because a lot of my friends have moved out of the area. Several have moved uh, up to the Northwest and a couple to um, Colorado and there's a part of me that's like, oh, I want to go and live where the trees are. Not that we don't have trees here in the Shire of UC Irvine. In fact, we're, we've been granted status by the Arbor Foundation of being a tree campus because we have so many wonderful trees. And also where I live, I love, uh, there are green belts with lots of wonderful trees. But it's, you know, this is Southern California. It wasn't naturally a foresty kind of area. It's more of a deserty kind of area. And, but there are places where trees grow just naturally and right up to the edge of the ocean. And 
with moss hanging all over them and rain and wonderful things like that all the time. And uh, so, yeah, maybe one never knows, maybe something. So with the coming, though, of Valentine's Day, I thought, um, and normally I do this show more like the beginning of February, but I thought I'd get a jump on it this year, just in the sense of thinking about the month of love as not necessarily having to relate to romantic love. Not that romantic love isn't wonderful if you happen to have that in your life, um, but there are other kinds of love. There's family love, there's friendship love, and so I wanted to share a little bit from kind of the Middle Earth, uh, Tolkien, C.S. Lewis um, perspective, because you may know that C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien were very dear friends, and it's quite possible that um, some of the things that we enjoy that have come to us from each of them may not have had they not had their friendship. So I'm going to share a little bit from some books and play a little music. The music we heard at the beginning of the show was from the Academy Award-winning soundtrack by Howard Shore from the Fellowship of the Ring, and that was from the Council of Elrond, where a lot of the adventure of the ring really began to take shape because up to that point, Frodo thought only that he was taking the ring to Rivendell and then would be able to return to his shire and pass the responsibility for that thing on to someone else. But it turns turned out that that wasn't the case. It turned out that at the Council of Elrond, Frodo volunteered. He came forth when, in the midst of all the arguing about what to do with the ring and volunteered to take it to Mount Doom. And there was formed the Fellowship of the Ring, the Nine. And it was a fellowship not only for a quest and a journey, but it became a fellowship of very deep friendships. The hobbits were already friends in the Shire, uh, Sam and Frodo weren't necessarily friends. Sam was Frodo's gardener, but by the end of the quest, they were very dear friends. And Gimli, the dwarf, and Legolas, the elf, definitely were not friends at the beginning, but at the end of the quest, they too became very, very fast friends. And we'll hear a little bit more about that in a bit, so... You may be wondering, okay, well, what is the point of all this? Well, I guess my point that I always have to ask myself of coming back to is my, um, I guess my, my mission <laughs> as an elf in the world is to, and here, is to remind you, I think if elves were here, they would want to be reminding us of who we are. Because there's so many things, so many identities we take up and so many things that distract us from just um, kind of being still and present, not only with others, but sometimes just with ourselves or with God <clears throat> and remembering who we are, which is the beloved. And we are beloved on so many levels, not only by God, but often by other people that 
sometimes they just love us or like us so much and we sometimes can't even understand why. <laughs> why does that person like me so much? I like them too, but I don't know why they like me so much. And so I'm going to share with you a bit this morning about uh, friendship. And I have a few readings I want to let you know for the podcast, in case you are tuning in, that all of the music that I share with you this morning, or anytime I might play YouTube things or anything like that, uh, would be edited out, but I'll always let you know what it was and where you can find it, in case you want to listen to it on your own. And I love to recommend the beautiful soundtrack soundtracks from the world of Middle Earth, both in The Lord of the Rings and in The Hobbit. Howard Shore created, uh, Tolkien created the mythology of Middle Earth and gave it great detail and depth. Howard Shore created a musical world of Middle Earth that I, I believe corresponds so beautifully to the written, the written uh, deliverance of it. So, I would invite you, if you have not, uh, or even the next time that you may watch the movies, to maybe pay a little more special attention to the musical motifs that uh, flow along in the movie, the, the musical motifs for each, sometimes for, for very specific people, for Arwen, for Tariel, and also for regions, Rohan, the Shire, Rivendell, Lothlorien, the Orcs even, um, all have kind of their own musical motif. And there's a wonderful book about that called The Music of the Lord of the Rings by Doug Adams. And it has a special CD at the very back that has things that you will not find anywhere else. It's called uh, Archives. And it's some of the music that was uh, uh, at the very beginning before it developed into the music that we discover in the movies that came to the big screen. So friendship um, and Valentine's Day. I love <clears throat> Valentine's Day from the perspective that it's all around us. We can't get away from it. <laughs> there are Valentine cards. There are cookie uh, candies everywhere. Um, and a lot of times there's pressures. I feel often uh, a great sympathy and, and empathy for uh, the men around this time of the year who love their uh, wives and girl heart and girlfriends deeply from their hearts, but they don't always necessarily know how to express that perfectly on the day when it's all supposed to be um, hearts and flowers and romance and all of that. So first off, I would like to say to my um, woman friends, be gentle with your sweetheart. <laughs> your lover or boyfriend or spouse, be gentle with them <clears throat> this coming Valentine's Day and let whatever they do, if they do it from their heart with a desire to please you, let it be enough. And um, if it's not quite what you wanted, then go out with the girlfriends and drink champagne and send yourself roses and Buy the kind of chocolates that you want to eat yourself. Don't expect your uh, beloved to necessarily remember everything and be a mind reader, especially if he's not an elf, you know, not so good at mind reading. So this morning, I wanted to share a little, some things about um, 
friendship with you and also recommend a couple of books, uh, several books, actually. There's one right now that I think is perfect for anyone to pick up and read as we are approaching this uh, season of love in all of its different uh, incarnations and pressures. But it's by uh, Henri J.M. Nguyen, and it's called Life of the Beloved. And it's an absolutely amazing little book that he wrote for a friend who asked him to write some of these things down. And he, on the prologue here of The Life of the Beloved, it, it starts with A Friendship Begins. And it says, this book is the fruit of a long-standing friendship, and you will read it with more profit, I believe, if I begin by telling you the story of this friendship. A little more than 10 years ago, while I was teaching at Yale Divinity School, a young man arrived in my office to interview me for the Connection, Connecticut section of the Sunday edition of the New York Times. He introduced himself as Fred Bratman. As we sat down to talk, I quickly found myself taken hold of by a mixture of irritation and fascination. I was irritated because it was clear that this journalist was not terribly interesting, interested in doing what he was doing. Someone had suggested to him that I might be a good subject for a profile. He had followed up on the suggestion, but I couldn't detect any great eagerness to know me or any desire to write about me. It was a journalist's job that had to be done, but could easily be done without. <laughs> Nevertheless, there was also an element of fascination because I sensed, behind a mask of indifference, a spirit fully alive, eager to learn and to create. I somehow knew that I was face to face with a man full of great personal gifts, anxiously searching for a way to use them. So they go on to become great friends, and from that friendship comes this book about um, being the beloved. And he, a couple of the quotes here, it says that, isn't that what friendship is all about? Giving to each other the gift of our belovedness? And another, it says, aren't you, like me, hoping that some person, thing, or event will come along to give you that final feeling of inner well-being you desire. And so this is a wonderful little book. It's not very big and doesn't take very long to read, but it might be just what your heart needs as we enter into this season of love <laughs> or whatever it is of romance that's coming within the next few weeks to its peak on the 14th of February. So again, that book is by Henri, Henri J, like Henry, with an I, J.M. Nguyen, Life of the Beloved. And you can get it at your local bookstore. You can get it online. You can get it um, in some of the Christian bookstores. Nguyen is just an amazing writer, but yes, Life of the Beloved. Take it into your heart. So friendships. C.S. Lewis talks about in his book, The Four Loves, he talks about that there are four different kinds of love. So the other book that I'm sharing with you is Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, The Gift of Friendship. Now, most people know that they were um, very fast friends and met each other through college. This is an amazing book, not only about the friendship of Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, and the name of the book is Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, 
subtitled The Gift of Friendship by Colin Durias, who um, is one of my favorite, favorite uh, commentators. He's an editor, wrote uh, the the C.S. Lewis Encyclopedia, uh, The Road to Middle Earth, um, which is a compilation of all things um, Middle Earth. Um, Actually, it's called Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings, A Guide to Middle Earth. That's by Colin Durias. Was very helpful when I first uh, became interested because there are so many places and names and people and they all seem to change a lot. So um, a couple of things that you might want to pick up, especially Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings and this book. Maybe even this is a book that um, if you are interested in such things as uh, J.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and the kind of the backstory of how some of these things came about, you might want to pick up this book because it's not only about them, but it it presents a lot of wonderful aspects of friendship between people, although this is mainly between men, but it also talks about um, the relationship of C.S. Lewis uh, with Joy and uh, J.R. Tolkien with um, his wife Edith, so it's wonderful. It, It has a lot of like history type things of about these wonderful men, but he on the in the uh, chapter the gift of friendship, uh, Colin Durius writes Lewis illuminated the nature of his friendship with Tolkien when he wrote the Four Loves, which was published in 1960. The four loves he distinguished are affection, friendship, eros, and charity, agape or you know agape or a d- divine love. He felt that it is vital not to lose sight of the real difference that each that give each love its valid character. Even where one love merges into another, as when friendship between a man and woman and woman becomes erotic, or when one is called upon to care for a dependent family member, and natural affection deepens into self-sacrificial love. Friendship, like his his with Tolkien, involved the what? You too factor? <laughs> The recognition of a shared vision. And that's kind of how my friendship with Roe developed when we met on a Tolkien message board. And it was wonderful because I was so crazy in love with um, the Fellowship of the Ring and this whole world of Middle Earth that I never knew about and the depth of it and the breadth of it. And it was, uh, but, and I would talk to people and I'd say, Have you seen Fellowship? And they'd be, well, yeah, and I, and I couldn't find anybody that really was as crazy about these things as I was. I wanted to talk to them about them at length and talk about the characters and talk about C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien and, um, and talk about the scenes that we liked and talked about the, talk about the difference between the books and the movies. And finally, I did find that on the message board. It's uh, called Torque, theonering.com. And uh, I believe it's still up there, not quite as active as it used to be, but still there with people who uh, love the worlds of Middle Earth and have things in common. So I met Ro through that message board. We were actually role-play writing, which is different than role-play games. You actually, it's collabor- collaborative writing. We were writing characters in stories that we created for Middle Earth in one of the forums. And we discovered that we lived in the same time zone. And so we met uh, one day for lunch. And then we met at the Renaissance Fair to do research, and that's where I bought her a handful of arrows to shoot, and she fell in love with archery. (laughs) And 
we just became the best of friends, and now it's been mm, many 12 years, 12 years later, and she is like a sister to me. And that's sometimes just how friendships, very deep friendships happen when you meet someone and you discover something and you say, what? You too? <laughs> You're as crazy about this as I am? So goes on to say, well, actually, I'm going to read the other part a little bit more toward the end about the friendship of C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien, because it's so wonderful. But I wanted to first just share some things from Middle Earth. So first, let's have, okay, here we are at the half hour. I do want to remind you that this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, I am Tani Tenuviel, and the views and opinions expressed here are those of the Elf host and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of UCI, KUCI, or the UC Board of Regents. So um, I was thinking about, you know, Valentine's Day, and I really like to send Valentines to my friends. So... And especially, you might want to be thinking about some of your friends who struggle during this time, who maybe their relationship or their marriage has gone away that they were in, that they had great hope for, or perhaps, uh, you know, someone has died, or, you know, a relationship just didn't work out for whatever reason, or a divorce happens, and, or maybe even they're just going through a very rough time. And the love is not super flowing. Sometimes the the gift of love from a friendship can compensate for much. <laughs> I believe that's something that um, uh, I don't have the quote, but uh, C.S. Uh, J.R. Tolkien talked about when he was having a rough time with his wife Edith, and they would get together, you know, and the Inklings. And at one point, he said. Um, Friendship with C.S. with Jack or C.S. Lewis compensates for much. So maybe you want to think about now, rather than waiting all the way to the end, as you go out and when you pass by those racks of Valentine cards, instead of thinking, well, I don't have anybody, or, or even if you do, thinking, well, m- my friend is going through a rough time, and maybe look for a very special card that expresses something beautiful, or even better, make one yourself. You know, you can do the whole coloring thing or Zentangle it. They have cards that you can make yourself at uh, Michael's, and you can always get a 40% off coupon in the the newspaper. So um, think about maybe making a list of some of your friends or relatives that you would like to just send a little... Valentine's card too, maybe, you know, just a couple of days before so that they get it a day or two before Valentine's and they can put it there on their desk or on their dresser or something. And when that day comes, <laughs> when it's all crazy, Valentine's, people trying to go out to eat and buy flowers and do all these things and get bracelets and f- try to find something that uh, pleases their their other person. They, uh, when nobody is doing that for them, they have this little card that reminds them, oh, but my friend loves me so much. 
and that compensates for a lot. And a lot of times it does. And maybe, you know, think about that day and instead of just going home, just maybe go out with your friends and celebrate friendship and enjoy it because it's just like with being married and being single. There are things that you can enjoy about life in singleness, time to yourself, freedom to do what you want when you want, uh, not having to coordinate your schedule with someone else, um, things like that that you can't do necessarily or at least as easily when you're married. And there's things that you can enjoy when you're married that you don't enjoy when you're single, you know, the companionship, the having meals together, the doing things together, the snuggly warmth <laughs> of, you know, oh, in snuggling in bed and that kind of thing or watching movies. And, but those are a different blessing than the blessings of singleness. So I would invite you to celebrate whichever one that you're in this year, but celebrate it and find people, friends to celebrate it with. And because that's what we do as, as friends. We, we lift each other up and sometimes, sometimes we even have to carry each other around. So in the book of, uh, well, we see this in the movies, but also in the books, the friendships of the of Middle Earth and especially in Lord of the Rings. And there are unlikely friendships, Legolas and Gimli. And however because I mean elves and dwarves just did not become friends. But they went through a lot of things and of course we see in the movies the um kind of the back and forth between them. But eventually we see that they do come to very much appreciate each other. You know, one of my favorite lines is, you know, as they're standing on the, at Helm's Deep in the rain, and Gimli says, you know, I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd die, uh, something to the effect, I never thought I'd die, you know, standing next to an elf. And Legolas says, well, what? If, how about standing next to a friend? And Gimli says, I, I could do that. And I just love it. And, um, in Appendix A, at the end of The Lord of the Rings, it has a little bit of, it has all kinds of wonderful things, but the very last par paragraph I want to share with you, it says, We have heard tell that Legolas took Gimli, Gloin's son, with him because of their great friendship. This is uh, going into the, uh, into the West. Greater than any that has been between elf and dwarf. If this is true, then it is strange indeed that a dwarf should be willing to leave Middle-earth for any love, or that the Eldar should receive him, or that the lords of the West should permit it. But it is said that Gimli went also out of desire to see again the beauty of Galadriel, and it may be that she, being mighty among the Eldar, obtained this grace for him. More cannot be said of this matter." And so we see the friendship that began with, you know, in Rivendell with the quest of the ring and ends in a, a relation, a friendship that sails into the West. <laughs> so this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And I think we can have a little musical break here. I think that's what. Is in order. In fact, I'm going to pr play for you a bit of 
Hobbit music. And when I come back, we'll uh, hear a little more about celebrating the love that is friendship. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And yes, this music will have to be edited out for the podcast. But this is from the complete recordings of the Fellowship of the Ring. The road goes ever on and on Down from the door where it began Now follow ever And yes, that is the amazing voice of Ian McKellen as Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, the complete recordings. So I would invite you, if you have interest in Middle Earth and you have not gotten the complete recordings, they are available for all three movies and they are wonderful. <laughs> so welcome back to What Would Arwen Do? I am Tawny Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. Welcome to the new year and to a new uh, cycle of DJ training here at KUCI. In case you are interested or you may know someone here at uh, UCI, a student, a faculty member, or a staff member who might be interested in radio, please let them know about our training. There is still time, I believe to become involved. Last night was uh, the orientation, but if you really, really want to get involved, I believe you can still get in. So please send us an email at training at KUCI.org and someone will get back to you. Again, the training is open to UCI students, faculty, and staff this quarter. So, yes, it is January and of 2016, oh my gosh, can you believe it? And coming up next month, the month of love, that's what I like to think of it, especially because here in Southern California and where I live, uh, here we have the Shire, very Shire, like, you know, we have Ring Road here at UC Irvine and Middle Earth Housing, and it really is quite like the Shire here. Well, where I live, over by the Back Bay in Newport Beach, it's a little bit more like the Phallus, you know, the where the ships come in, and uh, we can look out to sea, and often when I look out over the ocean, and especially on a clear day after it's been windy, and I can see Catalina, and I think, oh, I can even see Elvenholm today, the blessed realm there across the ocean. Of course, Eldemar is much more than... Uh, 26 miles away, I think. <laughs> but I like to think of being able to see the shores of Elvenholm, especially as the boats and the sailing boats are coming in and out of the harbor. So friendship as uh, one of the blessings of love. And for those of us who don't have a romantic interest in their life at the present time, I want to encourage you to not be discouraged, but to take this time to celebrate your friendships. I mean, what better time than the month of love when there are hearts and flowers and chocolate and 
messages of love all over the place, why not turn those toward the people in our life that enrich our lives so much, our friends? And even if you have someone in your life that you greatly love, you may want to still celebrate your friendships because, gosh, you don't want that one person to have to bear (laughs) the responsibility of all of that. So we're coming almost to the end of our hour, well, in about 12 minutes, coming up at 9 o'clock. Please stay with us for everything you might want to know about getting published with writers on writing. So a couple of little um, nuggets I want to share with you. Tolkien's Ordinary Virtues, this book, uh, Exploring the Spiritual Themes of the Lord of the Rings by Mark Eddy Smith. On his chapter on friendship, he says, there is no greater treasure in Middle Earth, or anywhere else for that matter, than friends. For all the benefits of being unencumbered, Frodo is fortunate to find he has several such treasures, and that three of them refuse to be left behind. Mary, Pippin, and Sam are not perfect friends. They poke their noses into Frodo's personal affairs, they spy on him, scheme behind his back, and entirely fail to abide by his wishes. My dear old hobbit, you don't allow for the inquisitiveness of friends, says Mary, and when when their conspiracy is unmasked. To Frodo's amazement, they know all about his decision to leave the Shire and even about the ring. They are, however, resolved to guard his secrets more closely than he has himself. They are better than perfect. They are true. True friends. That from Tolkien's Tolkien's Ordinary Virtues, another book you might want to pick up if you are interested in spiritual themes of Middle Earth. And then The Wisdom of the Shire, A Short Guide to a Long and Happy Life, written by Noble Smith. And uh, Chapter 14, The Fellowship of the Shire. He says, there's a special camaraderie among the inhabitants of the Shire that goes beyond mere friendship. Frodo and his friends are a fellowship long before the nine companions set out from Rivendell. The hobbits share a bond that will not be broken, and they're exemplars of the motto, a friend in need is a friend indeed. Hobbits will scuffle over a plate of sautéed mushrooms, of course, but they'll lay down their lives to save someone they love, as Mary demonstrates when he attacks the witch king of Angmar to protect Eowyn, and Pippin when he races through the war-torn streets of Minas Tirith to alert Gandalf about Faramir's premature funeral pyre arrangement, or Sam when he fights the monstrous spider Shelob. So... Again, this is a wonderful little book, The Wisdom of the Shire, A Short Guide to a Long and Happy Life. And now I come finally again to this wonderful book by C.S. Lewis. Actually, not it's not by C.S. Lewis. Uh, the Four Loves is a wonderful book you might want to pick up about understanding the nature of different kinds of love during this season of the month of love. And again... One of my favorites uh, by Henri Nguyen, Life of the Beloved. But this little excerpt I want to read with you for the end here is from uh, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, The Gift of Friendship by Colin Duryez. And I also just want to say today um, that the passing of Alan Rickman was very hard (laughs) for me. He... He was in so many things, and many people love him, especially for Harry Potter. I love him for his role in Galaxy Quest. 
And one of my favorite favorite mottos whenever things give get up get rough comes from that movie. Never give up, never surrender. And uh, so let us all say a prayer for uh, Ellen Rickman, who has passed from the circles of this world. And uh, so for friendship, and this is uh, from, again, from Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. This is from the chapter called The Gift of Friendship. And it says, Lewis saw friendship as belonging to that, quote, luminous, tranquil, rational world of friendships freely chosen. For both himself and for Tolkien, their friendship with each other was chosen freely. Friendship for Lewis was not, like affection and erotic love, quote, connected with our nerves. It was rather the, quote, least biological of our natural loves. It was an intensely human love, not, quote, shared with the brutes. Friendship, like the fantasy tale, gave a person a vantage point to see the world in a fresh way. Friendship with Tolkien, he found, shook him fully awake out of the cold dream of materialism. Though he had other close friends, Lewis would not have been the writer and thinker that he was without his friendship with the highly strung visionary author of The Lord of the Rings. As for Tolkien, he found a friend in Lewis who matched the memories of his schoolboy friends in the TCBS who now lay inert in the dead marshes of World War I. He relied on Lewis's encouragement and without him would not have completed his painstaking creation of his epic for England as he th thought of his thousand-page story. Of friendship, of friendship, Lewis eulogized, this alone of all the loves seems to raise you almost to the level of gods or angels. Thinking of the company of friends after a day's walking, he was certainly including Tolkien when he wrote, these are the golden sessions, when our slippers are on, our feet spread out towards the blaze, and our drinks at our elbows, when the whole world, and something beyond the world, opens itself to our minds as we talk, and no one has any claim on or any responsibility for another, but all our freemen and equals, if, as if we had first met an hour ago, while at the same time an affection, mellowed by the years, enfolds us. Life, natural life, has no better gift to give. Who could have had, who could have deserved it? <laughs> that about friendship. And so, my friends, I will uh, end today with an invitation for you for this coming season for uh, January as we're entering into the last bit of it and then entering into February and uh, the realm of Valentine's Day. Take time to consider yourself as the beloved. Again, maybe pick up the book Life of the Beloved and to take some time to especially appreciate your friendships. And if you don't have plans for Valentine's Day or you don't have a special romantic interest, think about getting together with good friends. Maybe, you know, do as C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien. Get together, take off, put on your slippers, have a girlfriend sleepover party or something. Or just hang out and have some good food and good wine and good conversation and appreciate each other. And the same with guys, you know. M guys can appreciate friendships. You don't have to send each other, you know, little love notes like we girls like to do. But, um, but yeah, you can celebrate friendship in whatever way seems best 
to you. So with that, um, I'm going to leave you with a little music. And as I mentioned, coming up in just about four minutes now, Writers on Writing. And our closing music today, I wanted to share, oh gosh, there's so many wonderful things. Uh, again, I would invite you, if you are interested, to please let your friends know about the DJ training. You can still get involved, I do believe, if you are a student, faculty, or staff here at UCI. Send us an email at training at KUCI.org. And if you're just new listening, please check out our website at KUCI.org for all of our uh, programming information and information about ticket give giveaways and interviews and um, all of us wild, crazy, wonderful people who are part of this community here at KUCI on the campus of UC Irvine. So until next week, I will say Elin Selalumin Amintielvo, A Star Shines on the Hour of Our Meeting, Anna Maria, and also, again, I would love to hear from you if you'd like to send me an email message at askanelf at yahoo.com. So with that, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite songs. Um, and I guess this might be a little bit uh, um, kind of for Alan Rickman as well. Uh, and it's from the Fellowship of the Ring, and it's called But in Dreams. So until next week, my friends, Namaria, and have a wonderful week. And spread some love. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.